Hello and welcome to Broadway Is My Beat from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Broadway's My Beat, from Times Square to Columbus Circle, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway's My Beat, with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. In the early morning of January, a kind of winter stillness lies against Broadway. The squall of night sounds has been twisted from it, drained, spent by the revelers of darkness. The grating of a million feet, drifting lament of clarinet, burst and shatter of trumpets, filled now, and pavements frosted with mist, and walking it, the early trickle of time card people, and the other ones, the searchers of the nighttime, morning, and still searching, and moving on to the prodding of wind, the same wind that purrs through winter ruins. Ride it now to Ebb of Broadway, downtown and east, the village side street, chill and morning silence, the brownstone and the room in it, and the disorder of the night violence. Chairs overturned, shatter and splinter of mirror underfoot, spill of things where fury had lurched, and on carpet still moist to the touch, the pattern of stains. They're blood, aren't they? Our men will be here in a little while, Miss Longville. Check it until then. How much does it take for you I'll people? Take it to... easy, Miss Longville. How much does it take? This room, the way it's been torn apart, if you know the way Lona keeps it. Every time I visit her, it's neat and pretty and shiny with her nice things. Just lovely. And now those stains. And you say, take it easy. Something terrible's happened to her, something awful. To Lona and you... You... Find her. Please find her. We'll find her. Just try to tell me about it. Well, Miss Long... She called me last night. She said, come to the fights with me. Lola likes those things, the prize fight. She's always going, Lona is. Go on. And last night she asked me. I don't like them, but Lona asked, begged me to go. Said she wouldn't go unless I did, so I went with her. Where? Where'd you go? On 37th Street someplace on the west side. I don't know. 37th Street Arena? I've never been, I guess so. Anyway, a boy there, one of the fighters, on the program it said Julio Rios. And Lona got very excited about him and screamed and laughed. I never saw her like that. Never. Miss Long. And when this Julio knocked out the other fellow, Lona sat very still for a long time with her eyes closed. And she said, I'm going backstage to meet that boy. You go home, Alice, she said. And I said, you've gone insane, Lona? And she said, go home, Alice. I went home. And this morning? This morning, I called and called and no answer. So I came by to ask about things on my way to work. And her door was open, and her bed not slept in. And the room, like this. He beat her and hurt her, took her away. I'll need a description, Miss Lone. Lona? Lona Hansen. Real pretty, tall, with soft, natural blonde hair. I, I got a snapshot in my person last summer. Lona and me on a beach. Here. This is Lona. Lovely. I want to take it with me, just for a while. Until... Danny, where's the detective waiting outside? Yeah, send them in, Mugman. The mechanic's been a determining violence. The 
scraping and dilution, so many drops of the product in an enamel container, so many drops of reagent. Solution turns blue, as human blood will do under these conditions. Reaction time, immediate. Conclusion also immediate. Something had happened to Lona Hansen. Leave there. Call headquarters and put out an all points on Lona Hansen. Winter ride now. Uptown and turn off at 37th. And the 37th Street Arena is an old armory, converted. Stop clock hung on the wall over an old regimental insignia. Hamburger stand where once was a gun rack. Announcement of next week's fight pasted next to a bronze roll of honor. And the grandstands being adjusted from last night's card to tonight's basketball game. Across the floor and into an office. The man seated at the desk is very happy. Danny, Danny, boy. Have a seat, baby. Take off the shoes and pop up the feet. Boy, I'm glad to see you. Where you been? Working, Nick. So you work, so everybody works, so everybody else enjoys. Why can't you? Why don't you come around sometime? Say my name at the gate. Thanks. How you been, Nick? Lovely. Had some nice fight cards. Couple independent teams used me for home court. This basketball now. Uh, let's talk about a fighter on last night's card, Nick. Julio Rios? Yeah, how'd you know? Who else is anyone else talking about? Last night, the people watched six fights, 11 bums and Julio Rios. Kid's good, huh? Real good, Danny. Flash and class, a boxer and a finisher. Gorgeous. Tell me I a... say gorgeous because how does a guy say another guy's pretty? In the face, I mean, in the body. <laughs> you should have heard the dames in the crowd when this kid took off his basketball. And when he cut the bum, he fought to pieces. My sweeper must have swept up three pounds of enamel fingernail clippers. How'd you find him, Nick? A couple of weeks ago, his manager came to me. What's the manager's name? Ford, Bud Ford. The kind of nabbish kind of manager. But once in a while... Well, go on. Well, Bud comes to me and says, you got this boy. I can't use the boy's voice, but last night, I need a substitute welder. I call Bud. He brings around this Julio Rios. That's it. Nothing else, huh? Except the Dane screamed, and Bud was happy, and Julio was happy, and they said we're going to celebrate. Okay, Nick, uh, give me this front porch address, huh? Sure, but you promised me you'll come around sometime, Danny. Just say my name at the gate. This morning, nothing bothers me. Not even an early knocker on my door. Good day to you, Fred. You Bud Ford? I've been lying there on my bed thinking about it, just lying there saying it, saying to myself, you are Bud Ford and you have been kissed by the angels. <laughs> police, Mr. Ford, look. This morning isn't a thing you can think of that'll spoil it. So police, so what, Fred? Inside, huh? Inside, outside, upside down, wherever you want. Come on in. You can even sit on my bed if you want. It's a place to dream. Fighter you managed, Julio Rios. You were privileged to be there last night, friend. You saw my boy, you saw how he worked, you saw what he did to the ladies, huh? And <laughs> hey, you know what's the secret, eh? We got a call from a girl this morning because a room where a friend of hers lived was torn apart because there were bloodstains, because her friend wasn't there. It's a thriller as I live and breathe. The girl who lives in that room went to the fights last night, saw your boy, went backstage to wait for him. Wherever he fights, ladies, underfoot, dreaming. This girl, Lona Hanson, just one of the pictures. Let me see. Yeah, doll, baby doll. Lona, the one my boy Julio lifted from the mob to the heights. Sent the other ones home, dreams, punctured. Julio went up with her? And me, tagging along to celebrate the pretty win. Couple drinks, couple of dances, toast to our future together. Then, because it was Julio's night, I leave the happy couple, him and Lona, the two of them, to do Julio's night. Hey, wait, you said her room torn apart, blood. Where's Julio? I thought he'd come back here to me. I waited up. He didn't. He must be home. Where? Spanish Harlem where I found him. 
63 West 103. Hey, uh, Julio didn't do that for me, did he? He didn't go out and louse it. Not now, not on an angel's kiss. Look, I'm sure he didn't mean. You, you talk to him, huh? You talk to him, you'll see. Just talk to him, huh? Then try Manhattan of a mid-afternoon. Cones of sunlight wrapped around with wind. Ride through them. Through dappled gray. Up Broadway. Street of permanent holiday. Still slightly jaded by the last big one. Columbus Circle. And further to 103rd Street, where some grayness always is. Spanish Harlem. Tenement dedicated to living, sleeping, eating, heartbreak, love, argument, birth, death, and dream. Just like on Park Avenue, but a lot more per capita and per square foot. Embellished, too, with faulty touches such as insufficient necessities, leaky faucets, and small animals. Julio Rios lives three flights up, past crayon talk on naked plaster, who loves who, who loves what, and so forth. Three flights up, walk back. Yes? Does Julio Rios live here? Yes, for kids. I'm from the police. My name's Danny Clover. Come in, please. Why, Julio? I want to talk to him. Why, Julio? Well, there seems to be some trouble. Trouble? It seems to be. If there's trouble, if there's not trouble, I am sister to Julio. You can tell me. It's about a girl. Which, of course, it is. Oh? Julio is young. Julio is handsome. Julio... Yeah, where is he? He's in there. I see. Get him. Make it fast, mister. We got a sleeping to do. Just about last night, Julio. Yeah, second round, I stopped me a bum. Have dough on me next week. I'll stop one for you. Bye. About Lona Hanson. <laughs> yeah, now I can fight me a few tigers. How good that name makes me feel. <laughs> Go on, say it again. Bloodstains in her room, and she's missing. What? You heard me. Last night, last night after the fight... Dames going up the aisle to the dressing room, sticking phone numbers in the pocket of the robe like that, and waiting for me later. Lorna was one of them. The one. Because of the way she stood there and looked at me. We went a couple places. I took her home. What time? About three. Kissed her and put my foot in the door. So she put a high heel on my instep and smiled and said a thing about a lot of tomorrows. <laughs> I'm young. That's it, huh? Eh, book me for whatever you've got. Stuff to still be Hey, you think there's something to do to me waking me, huh? I'm going back to sleep. You're not going to believe it, Danny. As sure as you're sitting here in your office, you are not going to believe it. Well, just tell me about it, Gino. Well, last night, just after Mrs. T tucked me in and climbed over to her side of the bed, we yeah. heard... Come on in, Mugman. What's up? See that snapshot of Lona Hansen for a minute? Sure. There. Yeah. Use your phone. Go ahead. Johnny? Mugman, Johnny. That girl just brought in... Change the Jane Doe tag to Lona Hansen. That's right. You heard me, Danny. Lona Hansen. Found in Nally in Spanish Harlem under some liquor crates. Knife. Beaten. Dead. 
listening to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. Edgar, Charles, Mortimer, Ray Noble... Wait, this name-dropping has gone far enough. Yes, far enough to identify the chief laughmakers on the Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy show. Enjoy them all Sunday evenings on most of these same CBS radio stations. When it's January on Broadway, the night comes swiftly. And before, briefly, it hangs above the city, pushes down thumbs of black against corner places, takes hold, takes over. And night takes over everything, except where it's torn by the riot of lights. And people walk it with upturned collars and dream the winter dreams. Once upon a timeland in January, wrapped in misty chills, and the laughter is always at the other end of the block. And consider this night the death of a girl, named Lona Hansen, found dead in a place strange to her, found knifed in Spanish Harlem after an evening with a boy whose home was there. To go back now to see the boy again. You? Again, you? Your brother, Mr. Ursa, I'd like to see him. Why? Your brother went out with a girl last night. We found her near here, beaten, knife, dead. <laughs> Miss Rios. You think Julio did it? Julio, the beauty, that he must beat a girl and put her to knife when where he walks today, we. And sight. Julio to be a girl who pleads of him his touch. Ah. <laughs> Where is he? Try the night, police. This is also to Julio. The night. And the things of it. The women who wait for my brother. Try it, police. Where'd he go? Julio. Brother to me. Where'd he go? No. I do not know where my brother goes. Only to me. To eat. To sleep. To say now, to bring me his death, I spoke not truth to you. It is in Julio to tell. I have seen it. Is there a phone where I can... Miss Reyes. In the hall. The man. Julio. He brought it to me. <laughs> Danny Mugman, put out on all points on Julio Rios. Suspicion of murder. Boy, I'm glad you are. You got something for Mike. Oh, you stopped in on your way home. In fact, what I stopped in to tell you is... That what I started to tell you about what happened night before last, after Mrs. T had tucked me in, I can't tell you. Oh? Indeed. I phoned Mrs. T just a few minutes ago to get what I should bring home tonight. And she warned me it was so unbelievable, I shouldn't tell. Of course, if you insist... No, if your wife said, don't you better not. It's just that we were lying there, and all of a sudden, out of the night, came the sound of a trumpet. I looked at Mrs. T, she at me, and we shook hands. Gino... But for the fact that the trumpet player was playing tippy-tippy-tin, we thought for what sure... What have you got for me, Gino? 
<clears throat> Very well, Danny. Reports on all points bulletin on Julio Rios. Nothing. Fellows picked up to answer his description turned out to be other fellows. Why don't you just listen to what happened to us, Danny? Danny Clover speaking. You're looking for me, aren't you, Mr. Clover? Julio? Julio, Mr. Clover. Julio Rios. Where are you? Corner of 112 and Lennox, the cathedral. The cathedral? Where I'm going to wait for you. I don't think I'll change my mind, Mr. Clover, but you never know. You better hurry. <laughs> uptown again, and quick start and flow of winter city seen through speeding glass, throw and burst of winter color against a thousand facades of stone, and against shop windows the swift reflected blue of sky, fleet curve and flight of nameless images, surge, drift, and ebb of city, to the place of tenements, to play and sob of wind through street litter, to a corner where the silence of carved stone is, and the woman in a black shawl ascending its stairs, entering its door, kneeling, crossing herself. Moving to where shadows reflect the soft gleam of candle. Cathedral. And the part of it, the white-haired man in flow of black robe who rises from the altar, moves towards you. You are of the police? Yes, sir. I'm Father Churro. This cathedral is of my people. Julius Rose called me, Father. He said to come I here. Know. He said, come quickly. He's still here. I must tell you who you are. He's wanted for murder, Father. Is he here? He waits for you. The sacristy. Will you listen of Julio a moment? Mary Father. The death of the girl was not his. He was with her. They went to places together after his fight. We found her in an alley near his home. But her death was not his. He told me of this of this being with her. How she came to him. How, Take me to him, Father. How only there was the quick touch of lips between them, the gentle farewell, and the leaving of her, of Lorna Hanson. And not stay. Father. Julio waits. I will take you to him. Julio. Julio. The police. Okay, Clore. Let's go. Julio. Yes, Father. I have told him. I have told him. I should just never learn, do you, Father? Thanks, anyone. Come on, Clover, what are we waiting for? I call you, you come running, now I say let's go, so do it. You eager for it, Julio? Look, cop, what you got to say, Melissa, you say someplace else, not here. I asked you something, Julio, what makes you so eager? Cop, I spoke to you, I asked you real polite. Julio. Right, Father. Yes, cop. Why did you run, Julio? If you didn't kill, why did you run? Then call me and give yourself up, why? Why did I... (laughs) You must be kidding. Has to be. Tell me. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. Word gets around fast here where I live. All kinds of word. This word said a girl did in an alley. A boy they knew was with her. Kissed a good night. This word says run. Because in this world up here, it's never been any other way. No talk, no truth, just run. But me, I come here. To Palachuro. And I stop running. So what are you waiting for, cop? Let's go book this pigeon for murder. Dr. Sinsky? Come in, Danny. Well, the next time you leave a note on my desk, Dr. Sinsky, type it. 
your handwriting always looks like a prescription. I don't know whether you want to see me or you want me to have it filled. <laughs> sit down, Eddie. Sit down. Uh, what do you want to see me about? Upset about something, Danny? Yeah, I'm upset. I just had a book of kid on suspicion of murder. Kid who talks tough. And... Well? Well, what? Nothing, Danny. You should try to relax more. Maybe I should write something on a piece of paper that you can take to a drugstore to settle you down a little bit. I'd be very happy. Well, come on, come on. The reason why I wanted to see you is to tell you the blood found in the room of Miss Lona Hansen is not the blood of Miss Hansen. What? Different type, Danny. You're sure? Positive. Well, that's what I wanted you to know, Danny. Drop around sometime when blood isn't the topic of conversation. You'll see. There are other things to talk about. In here, Mr. Ford. Okay. Well, why? Well, just go in, huh? All right. What kind of place is it? Infirmary. Have a chair. Okay. Yeah. You call me down, I can't know what happens. We're waiting for Detective Margovan and Julio. I'll be glad to see the boy. How is he? Bitter. He's got to be bitter. Things I did for him, the way he lost it. All he knows is bitter. All he... Oh, hi, kid. Treating you okay? All right. Okay, Margovan, bring her in. Right. Okay, nurse. Nurse, hey, what is this? Don't worry about it. This routine I never heard about. Nurse with a needle. Oh, that isn't a needle. It's a lancet. Taking blood specimen. Okay, nurse. Oh, you don't have to roll up your sleeve, kid. Just stick out your index finger. Hurt? No. Now him, Mr. Ford. <laughs> Tricky. Call me from the lab as soon as you find out, nurse. Now what? We wait. For what? For a lab report on blood type. How long is that going to take? It depends on how rushed they are down in the lab. What's all this blood type about? Checking a thing. Yeah, we've got to find a killer, so we're checking. You boys are careful. Hey, Julia. Yeah. You should have been careful, too. You got an eat someplace, manager? <laughs> sure. Sure, you got any. Ah, kid, kid. You angry, manager, huh? Angry? About what? Because I didn't throw you a bone the other night. Oh, kid, kid. Hey, mister, you, Clover. Huh? You figures between him and me? We're pretty sure. I'm going to relax while you tell me why. A man beat up that girl. Both of you were with her that night. Oh. Yeah. You, uh, you don't want to leave us too alone, do you? Sit down, kid. Wait. Mugovan? Yeah. Oh, thanks. They're running it through now, Danny. Almost done. Uh-huh. What's all this going to prove? I don't know what it's going to prove, but I ain't nervous. You look nervous, man. Oh, kid. Kill a boy. Mugovan? Well, I get a pencil. I'll write it down. Yeah. Type one? Yeah, got it. What's for it? Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Doc. Here you are, Danny. Here's what the lab's on. Yeah. 
Julio. Now, look, I don't care what you found. I didn't kill Lone. Take it easy, will you? She was a good kid. I didn't kill her. What do you got? Things downstairs in the laboratory to make me a killer? Go home, Julio. Go home? That's what he said, manager. Fine, manager. <laughs> Tricky, huh? Bill let him hang himself. Take off your shirt. What? What? All these buttons, unbutton them, then take it off. Well, what for? There were bloodstains in Lona Hansen's apartment, match your type. So... So take off your shirt. Don't you understand what the lieutenant is saying? Somebody was scratched or cut or something in Miss Hansen's apartment. It wasn't Miss Hansen. We think it might be you. We just want to look you over to see whether you were scratched or cut. No, or no, no, not, not to me, you won't. Okay, Margaret, then get a couple of boys to take him to the shower room. No, wait a minute. Take I... off your shirt. All right, I... Over. You having trouble with the shirt? Listen. Yeah. She cut me. I just told you Lona cut me, Clover. When you went back to the apartment? She told me to come up about three after Julio left. Why? Well, she liked me. So she cut you? When she told me to come back, well, there was a little fight. She grabbed the knife, she cut me. And I slugged her. Yeah. Quite a few times. But she cut me first. Then I slugged her. I dumped her... Where you found her? When we found her, she was stabbed. I had to make sure. She really asked you to come back to her apartment, Ford? Uh, no. No, she didn't. Well, listen, guys, haven't you ever seen a babe and you got to see her again? <laughs> sure you have. You know how it is. You'll do anything just to see her. Talk to her. You know how it is. Sure you do, huh? <laughs> Get him out of here, Muggerman. Night slips over Broadway like a black silk stocking splashed with sequins. And then the street is as splashy as a showgirl on an after-dinner date. But it'll be daytime in a few hours. Broadway will wear baggy pants and throw pies at itself. It's a sigh or a scream, day or night. Whatever you're looking for. Whatever you want. It's Broadway. The gaudiest. The most violent the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway. My beat. Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover with Charles Calvert as Sartaglia and Jack Crucian as Muggerton. The program is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with musical score composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. In tonight's story, Tom Tully was heard as Bud, and Anthony Barrett as Julio. Featured in the cast were Charlotte Lawrence, Jeanette Nolan, and Herb Butterfield. Bill Anders speaking. My Little Margie offers a comic lesson in spite when Margie's dad, that's Charles Farrell, you know, asks Margie, she's Gail Storm, to give up her boyfriend, Freddie. 
Hear the comic confusion on My Little Margie, starring Gail Storm and Charles Farrell, tomorrow night on most of these same CBS radio stations. Stay tuned now for the Vaughn Monroe Show, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. Barrymore is your host on the Sunday Night Playhouse on the CBS Radio Network.